0: On this episode, it got so crazy, I decided to make a t-shirt about episode 158.
1: This is the Gary Vee Audio Experience. Hey
0: everybody, this is Gary vay ner Chuck, and this is episode 158 of the Ask Gary Vee Show. It is a uh, Halloween edition, I guess. Uh, Steve and I decided to dress a Casper. At least India brought a little thunder for Halloween. And we have a pumpkin. We've got pumpkins. Gotta count for something. Gotta count for something. (laughs) It is also Friday, which means I give my official prediction. And truth be told, uh, I've been very hectic. I was in Buffalo for two days. Big shout out to Buffalo. Had a great time up there for the 43 North uh, startup competition. Uh, Great company. Received a million dollars last night. It was kind of crazy, actually, to think about it. Got to got co-judge with a bunch of great people, including my good friend Mike Lazarell, founder of Buddy Media, so that was a lot of fun for me. Uh, love you, Laz, if you're watching this. Um, and so, uh, that's it. Uh, and uh, where I was going with that was, I actually don't know what my prediction for the Jets-Raiders game is going to be. Uh, for all of you, I know, I know everybody's betting heavy this week, uh, given that I am six for six. Uh, so, I want to give that little bit of context, because I think I've thought through everything else in the past, it's going to be a challenging game. I'm going to Oakland for the game. Tough place to be a visiting fan. So India knows that. Um, she India, wait a minute. Is this a little bit of a Raiders outfit yeah, that you're wearing? A um, bit accidentally. Was this? I was raised a Raiders fan. Actually. But lately, you've been finding yourself intrigued by the Jet stuff. It's true. I just like don't own a lot of green, but I do have a. Dope you don't wear you don't wear a lot of green. I don't wear a lot of colors. <laughs> I haven't noticed. <laughs> uh, India, let's get into the show. The show. The show. <laughs> you love doing that. Yeah, I think it's really neat. <laughs> I do think it's neat. Okay. I like neat. Neato. Neato. I don't know. I'm just curious what's happening. I haven't seen that maneuver in the past. One <laughs> hundred go ahead. What happened? I like knowing. I just had one cut of an hour on this. Oh, you just deleted it Mm -hmm. in case it went? Mm -hmm. So was it rolling the whole time? No. So there was a cut? Correct. You're going to show this part of my anger of the cut, right? Because I want everybody to understand how angry I am with cuts. We already have a cut. Yeah, correct. Oh, interesting. All right. Still show this, D Rock. (laughs) I will be double checking.
1: Anthony asks. Is it wise to form a startup around an app or website which will solve a problem but without yet knowing how to monetize it?
0: it? Yes, Anthony. Solving problems in utility form is one of the greatest ways to make a shitload of money. You know, for you know, I mean like absolutely like like if you, you know, yes. I I I I'm like Anytime you solve things for pe- you solve things for people, monetizing becomes the easiest part of the equation. The, the reason I'm pausing a little and jumping around Vayner Nation is I'm rolling with disrespect for Anthony, it's, Anthony? It, because it's Anthony, because it's it's you know it only speaks to me not believing that uh, you're gonna solve the problem, to be very honest with you. It, 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 like, I have a bad feeling in my stomach, Anthony. I love you. Thank you for supporting the show. I have no interest in dropping venom on, uh, on Halloween here. Uh, but, um, yes, that's so, like, crazy to think about. There's a million ways to monetize. If you actually bring value to people, um, even if you make people laugh, you, and, and escape their real life. You make tons of money. It's called the entire entertainment business. Right? Like, like, like if you solve something tangible, like invent a car so we don't have to take horses, Yes, sell it. Like, if you make something, like you, you sell something that's a thing that makes things better, you monetize by charging people for something, that I'm just, I don't even want to answer this question. It's <laughs> a crazy question. Again, the last part, even if you don't know how you're going to monetize it yet, um, if you don't know how to if you don't yet know how you're going to monetize it, you're gonna sell it. You're gonna sell it. You've solved the problem you're gonna sell it Either to a human or to a business that wants to sponsor the fact that we've solved somebody's problem which is the height of value in humanity.. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, I I created this potion that makes people feel better. How am I ever going to make money? I mean, what the f I I mean, seriously. People, we've done this for 158 shows. Like, seriously. Ah. (laughs) I wanna I feel like I might the reason I'm asking again is not for show. It's because I'm trying to make sure I didn't just you know, sometimes I jump to you know, you know how you guys always talk about me cutting people off in like keynotes? It's because I already know what's coming. Yeah. Sometimes I do that, so no, what's the question said, one more time? You got it. Is it wise to is, form a startup around an app slash website which will solve a problem? Yeah, forget it. I heard. Yeah, I heard what I need it. to. Go ahead. I think you're good. Jesus Christ. It's <laughs> scaring the crap out of me. <laughs> Who is it? Let me take my butt, yeah, don't get, yeah. Well, that's what you get. You come <laughs> in my show, I'm gonna squeeze your ass. Alright, let's go. <laughs> I'm, uh, listen, I'm in a weird mood. I'm pissed about that first question. And I knew it was a dude. <laughs> you know, that's a big part of it, Steve, so don't get scared. Okay, probably I should go to a different No, go to Cliff. Why, you're worried about this one too? No, I'm just worried that maybe you'll be angry first
1: because you're angry, okay. I noticed that you endorsed
0: her just came in to do that and dropped candies of competitors of VaynerMedia clients. Who's that? Yeah, we're gonna find out. Is that Kelly? He's dead. He's dead. Come with me, dear. Hey, Kelly. Kelly. Kelly, let me ask you a funny question. Since you just started to, to disrupt my show. Did you come on my show and literally drop candy on my table from a competitor to clients of Vayner Media that sell candy? Yeah, okay. Yeah. You're lucky you can't talk. You're real lucky. Because that's ludicrous, Andy. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Steve. Yeah. Episode 158.
1: <laughs>
0: One for the record books. Cliff.
1: Cliff asks, I noticed that you endorse certain books and allow yourself to be quoted on the cover. I thought you didn't read books.
0: Over the last year, I have given two or three quotes to books, which is highly unusual. I see Steve's body, you know, and Steve's always cynical. Look, he was, he, you know, he already dissed me in this show. Like, uh, you know, you said, oh, Gary, you know, but, you know but <laughs> I had to explain myself to you. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I, I rarely do it. Steve's shaking his head because he sees the millions that come through requests and we always say no because I don't read them and how am I going to put my name on it? The the only reason I've put my name on a couple of books is because I know the human being and so that's what, uh, that's. as I've gotten to know Jay Baer uh, and others of that nature, actually that one's not even out yet, so Lewis, you know, like, Uh, You know, these are people I know, I feel comfortable with. And if you actually look carefully at the, and Steve knows this because he helps me edit some of these quotes sometimes, I won't say things more specific about the book. I'll say Jay has a great read on the market, so I'm very careful with saying in this book he will change your. In page 147, you know, it's very Jay, Um, and so uh, I've as I've gotten to know people over the last you know seven to ten years, um, and I feel like I've gotten to know them. I've felt comfortable to give them something. These are my friends of mine who are trying to leverage my name to do something that's important to them, and I've been careful with the way I've positioned the quote, um, you know, to make it more about them. And so that's it. I'm really glad you asked that question, because it's the right. I saw it, and I was like, even I was a little too scared to send it to you and say I should answer this. <laughs> so, but it's the it's the right thing to do to answer these questions. That's why we have the show, not just to pick the easy ones. I like that you do that. Keep doing it. Go even. You know what? By the way, go harder. Like, luckily lately, because I think the show has painted a better 360 version of myself, people are dissing on me less, because I think the depth has been able to be sucked out. Um, and so, but I'm always happy to answer the toughest of tough. Should we do a hater episode? I mean, I don't know if I want to, yeah, let's do a hater episode. We'll call it the haterade episode. <laughs> I'm thrilled to Actually, I love answering those questions. Yeah. Somebody hated on me on Facebook, and I saw somebody come in and say, "Obviously, you're not watching the show because there was like some sort of thing about non-details." So, what are you looking at? You're just trying to make sure you're There's looking. Tie coming in, and you're just wondering what he dressed up as. Yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed. Dressed up as sure. a loser. All right, <laughs> <laughs> good costume. Um, from
1: Camille. Camille. Camille asks, "How would you market an HR staffing agency?"
0: Um, Camille I would market an HR staffing agency by creating enormous amounts of content I would probably reach out to the biggest HR software companies in the world to see if they had a blog and then email them and say that you would love to write guest blogs around HR dynamics and organizations I think that would be an incredible way to do it I think guest blogging is a stunning arbitrage that most people don't take advantage of if you are starting any business right now of any a uh, a uh, a landscaping business, a chocolate making business, a candle selling business. You go map the 15 sites that most of the people that are likely to buy your product are spending their time reading and reach out to the editors and ask them to guest blog, whether an audio form, video form, or written form, depending on your skill sets, they may be a written blog you can't write like me and they won't take video or audio, then you're gonna miss out on that opportunity, but maybe find two or three. Being able to siphon that attention to awareness around you, as long as you don't make your article about you selling stuff, you have to level up and be a media company so for you what's the name again Camille Camille, Camille what you need to do is, is talk about six behaviors you look for in an employee that's been in your organization for three years and then you write about it instead of saying why using a staffing agency is a good idea can't be in your best interest it needs to be in the audience's best interest hence this show this show is to bring as much value as it can to build up equity, to bring up value, to bring up leverage, to guilt everybody who watches and listens to this show, to buy many, many books of the Ask Gary v Show, or tell people to watch it that leads to speak engagements or clients of VaynerMedia, or what I really care about because those last three things are nice to haves, turn everybody in the world into a New York Jets fan when I own them. So, you know, I think that, um, by the way, you know what's gonna be funny about that? I'm literally gonna clip that in 30 years and I'm gonna play it in the stadium. Just want you to know. Um, so, that, I would do that. I would uh, I would start putting out infographic or visuals uh, in Instagram and use the right hashtags for discovery around HR. You know, that may sound very weird. It's probably very, very, very niche. But there are tons of HR people on Instagram. I mean, we have a HR department. They're all on Instagram. Uh, so there's a lot of hacks. But it's all about content. Level yourself up and act like a media company instead of an agency. Put out content. That's what we do for VaynerMedia. I, at the forefront, I'm great at it. And that's just truth. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's true. I'm great at producing content. My team's great at helping. You know that has been a huge gateway drug to new business and building the brand of VaynerMedia. Then you have to deliver because what comes along with it, especially when you're a personal brand that is charismatic, as good looking as I am, is there's a level of cynicism that comes along with that. So a lot of our early clients were like, eh, is this Gary Vee with a bunch of bullshit behind him? So then you gotta deliver too. So there's a lot of things you have to do to be good at business. You have to bring them to the table and then you gotta serve them great food and then they come back to your restaurant. Get it? You like that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, Yeah. you can't just get them to the restaurant, India. See, you can't just get them to your place. No. When, they, when they eat the porridge, it's gotta taste good. Are we serving porridge? Yeah, we're gonna start a porridge restaurant. The three of us. Very Valenciano. What's that? So trendy, trendy bet now,
1: porridge.
0: You know what, I bet you porridge is not trendy, but it can be, tr- I bet you if we, yeah. I, if we opened a porridge restaurant yeah. Oh, yeah. in Williamsburg, yes. we will dominate. Oh, Guys, I'm not joking right now, do you want to do it? Tons of reclaimed yes. wood. Wait, okay, hold on. Let's do something crazy as shit. <laughs> right now, right now, right now on the Ask Gary show, do we want to do a porridge pop-up for one week in December? From today, which is almost, can we get the Vayner Nation? Yeah. Who can make porridge? We can use storefront to find a location. I'm going to be busy. So it's really on you guys. I'm just
1: exclusively through
0: Resi? Reservations through Resi. oh Resi's not here anymore. Uh, Resi had to move, they're getting bigger. Uh, a porridge pop-up, De- December 14th, no, no, you love it. Steve's worried because he knows he has to put in the work. You're, <laughs> I, I see, you're scared That's of the work. It. That's a lot of bandwidth. I think people can help us. Yeah. Alright, well, let's see what happens in the comments. India, uh, you take a look. Let's see how much assets we might have randomly on the spot. I'm telling you, is this 158? 158. This, and we oh you guys just were so far. I think I Andy the Is that Stefan? Andy. I thought it'd be sick. Good job. I Is there Andy? Andy. Oh, not Andy. I need Andrew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think we're gonna need a t-shirt for episode 158. This is gonna go down big time. Porch pop-up.
1: I just think it's
0: cute. Yeah, of course it's uh, porch pop-up. No, but if you call something
1: like 415 Bedford, it
0: would just have porch. No, call pop porch pop-up.
1: Okay, from Scott. Scott asks, can you build a strong social media following solely by engaging with your audience or is content an absolute must?
0: Content is an absolute must, interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Listen, I mean, I think you could build up something really, really interesting by being a full pledge listener. Um, You know, it depends on how you define content, which is why I kind of wavered off. If you're listening, you're gonna respond. Your responses are your content. So, if you're asking me, can you just search, engage with conversations and put out those answers, I would argue that that's what I did do in 7, and eight. Outside of me just putting a link to the Wine Library TV show, which is a pretty big piece of content, so I I, I can't really go there. So, look, I I would tell you I've disproportionately gotten value for my engagement. but I, but I think historically I've undermined or or even slightly disrespected my content. I've changed over the last three to four years on that point of view, I realized the content did matter. Um, I think it's a really interesting question, um, but I think your answers are your content. I mean, very honestly, I think that's why my brand in the business world and entrepreneur land and startup land has gotten stronger uh, because I think I've positioned myself to actually use my responses as my content. We are literally, this is literally a very meta answer. We are in the context of a show that is predicated on me giving answers and engaging versus me self-starting around the content. But then that in itself is the depth of the content. So I think it depends on how far you take it. Um, in the, you know, semantically, I would say yes, you can. Because I think you can put a lot of depth and, and a lot of oomph and a lot of, a lot of weight you know, this is heavy. A lot of weight. Uh, you know what Mike makes me do? This crap. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. Um, uh, yes, because I think you can put a lot of oomph behind the content uh, in response. I call it counter-punching. I would, I would argue that Floyd Mayweather is gonna go down as this generation's best boxer completely predicated on your answer, so take that for what it is. Why, Floyd Mayweather is great at content marketing. You know, we wrote that article. I know. From Josh. Josh. It just says Josh. I'm gonna bet it's Joshua.
1: Well, probably. Do you think his mom calls him Joshua?
0: Yes. Me too.
1: Go ahead. Josh asks, "Is there a question you wish people would stop asking you?" Joshua, (laughs) it's that question.
0: (laughs) Um, well, the first one got my panties in a bunch. Um. No, not really, man. To be honest with you, I'm I'm too overwhelmed with gratitude and flattered that people want to ask me questions, that it's hard for me to get going um, around the notion of judging those questions. These are questions that everybody's in a different life cycle in their careers and lives to where they think I could bring value, whether they're a parent with an entrepreneurial kid, whether they're an entrepreneur and just realized it, whether they've always been an entrepreneur and can really associate with my immigrant and selling hustle. I think everybody's in a different place when, when they come across my content. Um, since so many people are discovering it these days because there's a lot of virality going on on Facebook. As a matter of fact, you know what? This is a good opportunity. I put in the comments with the share monster, I really, really, would love some support on Facebook. I'm really, I mean look, I'm selfish as like anybody else. I'm enjoying the discovery of all these new audiences. Everybody who's sharing for me, and there's a consistent crew that I want to give so much love to. Everybody that's sharing, um, uh, I really, really appreciate And if you're listening or watching right now, if you're listening, literally pull over your car on the highway in traffic, take out your phone, go to the episode on Facebook and hit the share button. And by the way, if you did that, you are the most amazing person of all time. <laughs> uh, but if you're watching on Facebook, uh, or if a lot of you I know are watching on YouTube, um, coming over to Facebook, that would mean something. I would love to see, I'm curious where this call to action, where this right hook lands me in the share lexicon for my normal average. That being said, uh, no, that's it, that's the answer. I, I, I have high empathy for everybody being in a different place um, in, their, in their mind. Uh, at the moment where they feel compelled to ask me a question, and uh, the only emotions in my body are gratitude. That's the show. I have a question. You have a question. Mm-hmm. What? what is this? Is a crazy episode. <laughs> Why don't you come up with a question too while we're at it? And you know what? Nikki's Go hard so at so it. Good. Oh, Nick, Amy, very good. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very, very good. I'm very silly, good. But. I just love Halloween. What the hell? (laughs) That is amazing. Hey, Sky. So good. Uh, What is going on in episode 158? It's Halloween. Jeez. (laughs) All right. India asks.
1: Your favorite costume you ever had as a kid that you were just like pumped
0: to go out and wear and you felt so proud and excited. That's a great question. I'm going to go with when me and my sister dressed up as Tom and Jerry. What, you know what's interesting? This is a great opportunity. I never talk about the year that we lived in Dover, New Jersey. Do you know that? I did not know that. Right, none of you know this. It went, I always say Queens to Edison, but the truth is, I don't even know why. Like, I just forget about that year and a half in Dover. Maybe because I don't like it. Maybe the reason I love the Jets so much is the kids were nice to me and we played football and they wanted to be Jet fans and in Dover, do you? One of you've heard the story where the kid made me drink pee out of a Pepsi can? Yeah. <laughs> you have heard that. Story. You've heard it, right, yeah. Steve? You didn't hear it? I feel like I don't know. Yeah. Out. Yeah, I got picked on quite a bit because I didn't speak English yet. I was a little, <laughs> um, and so uh, and so um, my sister and I dressed up as Tom and Jerry and my mom likes to tell the story that my sister was still in a carriage, she was young. I would go upstairs, knock on the door, get the candy and then I would always get candy for my sister because I've been my sisters down below. It's just a story that means a lot to me about the relationship that I have with my sister Liz and so um, that's the costume that always sticks in my mind. Nice. Yeah. It's a good costume. Thanks. Steve? Not as sweet. Go sour on me. (laughs) Go ahead.
1: Stunwood asks... So... Oh, man, I'm actually scared. Ready? (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, no, so VaynerMedia has always been in like turbo growth mode. Yes. Right. Like, always. Like, it's always, you know, bring on more clients, hire more people, run out of space, rinse and repeat. Yes. Do you think there will ever be a time where VaynerMedia prioritizes... Depth over width in terms of you know charging more you know bigger fatter you know um, scopes like scopes and and like you know um, subjective call on the quality of the output right or 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 and then but then that laddering up to sort of you know um, like. Uh, a plateauing oh, of t- turning people to into like like you know a, you know big big huge lavish benefit packages and like things like some agencies get like really 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 crazy with that right where we're scrappier right which yep. like, and I'm not saying that that's yeah the no no you're thing, not you're right? not a, you're not but do you think do you think Vayner will ever you slow mean
0: like paying down? people two hundred thousand dollars bonuses to be the best creative director in the world kind of thing well yeah sure I, guess. I mean I'm tr- I just want to quantify that part of it
1: right exactly so it's like it's it's depth over with in terms of like sheer dollar amounts as they relate to clients employees' benefits, like, all that stuff. And I'm not saying it's bad right now by any stretch, right? Yeah,
0: no, I, I'm, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. Um, so I think, for me, the way I run my business, which is why I think I'm running a much better business than all these other agencies that do that, mm-hmm. is because I think you can achieve both in parallel. Mm. So I think what, what I uniquely, as an entrepreneur, am good at is running both trains. So I think you could easily, as, you know, in the context of your question, speak to a very different level of quality in the building from 18 months ago. Right. And so so if you just project out, if you think about the fact that we didn't have a single SVP or real creative director, like of any of 10 years and real is not fair, a creative director of 10 years or more experience just 18 months ago. Mm-hmm. That you can see that happening in parallel. I think that um I think where it gets disguised is we have people that come from Gray and Ogilvy and things of that nature. We also have, what's been very happy to me, to see is Aton and Harry and, and yeah. Pinsuit and all these people leveling up in parallel. What it gets disguised by is the thing that's much more obvious. What's much more obvious is hypergrowth of people, right? Yeah. It's just getting crammed when we grow, right? What's less obvious is, You know anyone's ability to really truly dissect 550 people's you know depth of skill, and and then there's pockets of clients. You're always going to variable depending on people. Plus hiring the right people. So to me, to me the answer is, it's happening in parallel. Um, I think the only thing that makes people think that it's happening is stop the hiring process, and then they're like, oh. (laughs) <laughs> we're, not, we're not going hyper, we're, we're going deeper. Yeah. I think we've gone stunningly deep in 18 months by two variables. One, bringing the outside talent in their 30s and 40s, right? Depth, which is gray hairs uh, in a lot of people's subjective point of view. And number two, the actual growth of the people that have been at Vayner that are totally different animals. And I think that... Um, and I think that for every individual, it's different. I, and I also think that for the people that have been here longer, um, it's a different context point than it is for other people. You know, And so, no, I mean, I, I think as long as I'm running the business, I'm never comfortable in thinking one has to be done without the other. I truly feel that you're capable to do both. And I think that if you project out what's happened in the last 18 months on the depth chart, that it's actually tremendously scalable and gets way deeper because as you get bigger you deploy those dollars to those things. Mm-hmm. And as far as like benefits and packages, you know, I, I'm, very, I'm very weird when it comes to bonuses. I think bonus, so we've hired two people recently that left their agencies because of bonuses mm-hmm. because they felt they deserved more. I think, but when you have a gray zone of I get to be the judge and jury on um, the bonus, mm-hmm. I think what, what is safer is to just try to get to a number together Um, And I think that those things envelope. I also think that when you're in a fast-growing company, what a lot of employees don't um, calibrate, because they shouldn't, because it's very hard for anybody to care about anything besides what they care about for themselves, is the notion of what happens in a 36-month window versus a 12-month window. Mm -hmm. So I've been happy, to be honest with you, of getting three to four emails in the last six months from former employees who left because of money, who now make less money than some of their counterparts here because VaynerMedia is growing, and we've been able to, you know, rise all ships, and in there are other places they haven't. And so, those are my answers.
1: Bonus question, please. How fast do you think we we max out the space at Hudson Yards? Hmm.
0: I think we might have already. Nice. Um, I think uh, you know. Yeah, I think that you know. I do think. I do think that every company has to bear. The negatives that come along with the positives for their individual self around the person that runs the company. I love insanity. <laughs> I like it. I like when we're like this. I like, I like when we're sitting this close to each other. I like it. Um, and if you are not that, if you're somebody that really likes that and you're spacing, this is where I put this, and this is where I put this, um, then, uh, you know, Vayner can be tricky at times. Um, Though, though, no question, I think it's a leader's job to adjust to his reality, and I've definitely deployed more empathy towards the way we plan on scaling Hudson Yards and if we need secondary offices, to try to come back a little bit on my own selfish love of that kinetic energy, mainly predicated on because the floors are so big. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm gonna be able to scratch my itch because they're just big floor plates, And there'll be 300, 400 people comfortably on one floor. Um, And so I'm hoping that solves that problem. You keep asking questions. I went for a dramatic pause. You keep asking questions, I'll keep answering them. Happy Halloween, everybody. Enjoy it, especially if you're lucky enough like I am to have the kiddos. It's fun.